It's that time again. It's Greek for the week. I'm Chris Palmer. Let's open our Bibles and get right down to the original language, the Greek. God bless you. It's the Greek for the Week podcast. We have an episode for you today that's going to bless your socks off. It's going to touch your life in a powerful way. Thank you so much for tuning in. And, you know, we put effort and work into these so that you can learn the Word of God in a deeper way and, and hopefully see a different perspective. There's so much good stuff on social media right now uh, that goes around, and it's all free. It's free content. And uh, so it makes it, you know, you're shuffling through. You're just shuffling through a lot of stuff all the time. And the fact that you've landed on Greek for the Week and you subscribe to the podcast or you turn our notifications on and say, hey, it's Greek for the Week. It's Wednesday it just dropped. We, we so much appreciate that, you know, and uh, I, I realize, I do realize that there's not a lot of flash and dash and hype behind Greek for the Week. And you know something? We're going to keep it that way because we need, I think sometimes education is not that flashy and we can do things to be relevant, but you know what? We're going to keep Greek for the Week the way it is and not try to put a bunch of hype. So we're your non-hype source. How's that? If you say we want something that's not hype, Greek for the Week, that's where it's at. We're not going to hype it up. We're just going to give it to you straight like you're in the classroom and hopefully bring some, some cultural relevance to it and, and talk about what's going on in our day so this can all make sense. But good episode for you today. You can be in the Spirit at any time. Now, we need to live life in the Spirit. And what really what really triggered, we always talk about getting triggered today, what really triggered me to do this podcast, to do a Greek for the Week on this episode, as when I was in the Turks and Caicos Islands, uh, I was uh, with a pastor, and we were talking back and forth, and we were sharing things, and we were talking about not serving the flesh and following Jesus, and he said that following Jesus, this, I never had heard it said this way, he said following Jesus and not, or picking up your cross daily and crucifying the flesh can only sound good if you're in the Spirit, and I thought, wow, that is powerful. It can only sound good if you're in the spirit. I mean, who wants to give up what pleases the flesh? Unless the Holy Spirit is telling you this is a good idea to not do this or do that, do those things that please what our flesh and our carnality likes. I said, that, that's powerful. I'm going to do a Greek for the week on it. And I found something in John, I, or excuse well, John wrote it, in Revelation. I found something in Revelation. We're going to be in Revelation today, and we'll see how far we go with it. And there's an awesome Greek construction contrasting Greek constructions we're going to see here, similar Greek constructions. And um, we're going to go to Revelation chapter 1, 9 and 10. I'm going to read it to you. I, John, your brother and partner in the tribulation in and the kingdom and the patient endurance that are in Jesus, was on the island called Patmos on the account of the word of the Lord and the testimony of Jesus. And chapter or verse number 10, he says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet. Now, I'm going to read this in the Greek. Now, I have to squint. People ask me, why do you squint? Because it's hard for me to see the computer this far away. But I'm going to, I'm going to do my best. Ego, hyones, o adelphos, umon kai, suko, menos, ente, thlipthe, kai, basileia, ke, upomene, en, isu. Okay, and here's what I want you to see. Egonomen, en, te, nesote, kalomene, Patmu. Then he dropped. So this is in the Greek. He's saying here that I was on the island called Patmos. Then he says here in verse ten, Egonomene and Numanat uh, So what Paul is doing right here, excuse me, John is doing right here, 
is he sets up two constructions. I wish I could show it to you here on my on my computer that begin with egenomene. Egenomene en te nesu te kalomene pat mu egenomene en pnumati. What is Paul saying here is that I or John is saying here is I was on the island called Patmos. I was in the spirit. I was in Patmos. I was in the spirit. And so the Greek construction right here is setting up two contrasts. Even so, when you're just looking at it, just looking at the same Greek word here, which is uh, was on agonomenin, it's the right by right side by side by each other. Now, if you're seeing this in the Greek, you don't see this in the English very well because you see, I was on the island called Patmos. I was in the spirit, but this is the same thing. It's saying I was in, I was in, I was in the spirit. I was in Patmos. I was in Patmos. I was in the spirit. He's doing this because he wants you to know that when it comes to the spirit of God, you can be in two places at the same time. Even though you're in a physical location, you can still be in the spirit. doesn't matter where you're at or what you're doing. You can be in the spirit. Now, let me give you a couple facts about Patmos. I've been near Patmos. I've been to the island of Hios, which is in Greece, which is near Turkey at the time. And I was pretty close to Patmos, but Patmos is a 10 by 6 mile island located 36 miles, okay, um, east of, or west of Asia Minor in the Aegean Sea. And this was a place in John's time where political prisoners went. Now, John would have been considered a political prisoner. Uh, because he was stirring up trouble, so John didn't just get to Rome, just get to Rome free like some prisoners did. Okay, he was sent to exile. He's put in chains, and he was breaking up rocks in the quarry. And he was in his nineties. He was an old person at the time, breaking up rocks at the rock quarries. He was being scourged, and he was in his fetters constantly, and probably had scanty clothes on, and insufficient food, and was in a dark prison, sleeping on the ground. Um, and probably had the constant lashes of military overseas. He isn't a bad situation, and scholars will tell you he's probably here for about a year or a year and a half. It's not a situation that you or I would ever want to find ourselves in. Definitely not comfortable. So this is what he meant when he says, Agenomen ainte nefsute kalomene patmu, or I was in Patmos. This is what he meant. He was saying, I'm in a bad situation right now. Just the word here, Patmu, would invoke feelings of fear. Like, wow, he's, he's there? He, he was on that island? Because the moment he said that, I mean, it's like if I said I was in Alcatraz. You would already know right off the bat what I meant. I'm on a rock and in prison. That's not good if I said, yeah, he was sent to Alcatraz. You, you, I don't even have to explain to you the conditions. You understand right away what I'm saying. And that's exactly the type of emotion that the reader would felt the moment he said Patmos. They, he wouldn't have to explain it. It goes without saying. I'm in, I'm in a bad, dark, dank cell, busting rocks, being treated as a political prisoner. But I'm in the spirit. There's the contrast, and that would invoke power. Now, you say, what does being in the spirit mean? Um, in the spirit, one of the best definitions I can give to you is being intimately connected to prophetic activity. I believe in the prophetic, very much so. Prophetic, a lot of times, gets just grouped into being able to prophesy or give somebody a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom and tremendously believe in the gifts of the Spirit and see it active in my own life and ministry and hope you see it active in your life and your day-to-day life and ministry. 
But being being connected to what God is saying at the moment and at the time, it means having, okay, a transcendent understanding of what's going on here on the earth, looking at happenings of the earth from the perspective of heaven or seeing how God sees and discerning how God discerns. So you look at your life in, in the moment that you're living in, the question is, is not the situation that you're in. I mean, it could be a bad situation, it could be a good situation, but the challenge I have for you today is, despite the situation that you're in, are you in the spirit while you're in that situation? Are you in the spirit while you're walking through that? Because here's what I've seen over time. People can think so many times they're in a good situation and they're getting a deal and they find out it's a bad deal. Or they can be in something that looks like it's a bad deal, but it ends up actually being a good deal. Or you might be in a business partnership right now. You might be in a relationship. You might be a part of a, uh, a group of friends. It looks like a good deal, and it's a bad deal. Or it looks like a bad deal, and it's actually a good deal. And that's why we have to walk. We have to walk with discernment in the day and age that we're living in to understand just what exactly, what exactly we're going through. Now, the Holy Spirit is God's help for us as human beings in the day and age that we're living in. I can tell you that the number one way that the Holy Spirit is going to lead you is through the peace of God that you find in your heart. Colossians 3.15 says, follow peace. There is a, there is a benefit to having a prayer life because that prayer life produces or puts that peace in your life. And when you have that peace in your life, that's from being in the Spirit. That is what your connection or the fruit of your connection to the Holy Spirit, that peace that resides within you. Now, when that peace gets disrupted, you know that this is the Holy Spirit warning you. Or when that peace gets illuminated or starts to rejoice, that's you knowing that's the Holy Spirit telling you to go forward. So the peace is the gauge in your life that's telling you go forward or stop. Stop or go forward. Do this and proceed or put the brakes on it immediately. That's being connected to prophetic activity or walking in the Spirit. I always say this, that the moment you make a bad choice or a bad decision for your life, there's always, when you look back on it, or you make a mistake, when you look back on it, there's always that moment where the Holy Spirit tells you, don't do this, stop, slow down, abort, move, you know, get rid of, don't do it, eject, stop this. There's, there's, always, there's, always, there's always that moment. And you can always find it when you make a mistake. You can always, you can always find it. Or when you, when you make a decision in your life that's important, there's always that moment where the Holy Spirit tells you, go forward with it. Make that choice, make that decision, and stick with that decision. And I look at decisions I make in my life that have been good decisions, okay? And I say, yeah, that, that's the Holy Spirit telling me to do that. And that's because I have that, have that peace right there. And that's how it's going to be in your life as well. So don't get caught up in the circumstance you're in right now. It might be a dilemma, it might be a delay, it might, it might be a, a setback. But you can have the Spirit in that. And to get yourself out of the mess or get yourself out of the difficulty or the challenges, you have to be in the spirit connected 
to the peace of God for your life. And look what happened to John. Now, he's in Patmos, but he's in the Spirit. He has a transcendent view. And you know what began to happen? He began to see not just his situation in Patmos, but he began to see the situation in his known part of the world, which was the whole Roman Empire, from the way God saw it. And by the time he gets to Revelation chapter 22 and writing his letters uh, to the seven churches, and then, of course, the rest of the book from chapter five all the way to uh, chapter four all the way to chapter 22, he's encouraged and he knows that Jesus is coming and those that remain faithful to God are going to rule and reign with Christ. How do you think he felt when he came out of the vision? He was probably encouraged and saw that his time in Patmos was going to pass him quickly and he would be soon ruling and reigning with the Lord. And so being in the Spirit changed the way that John was looking at his situation in Patmos. So the question is not what you're going through, but where are you, why you're going through, what you're going through, and that should be in the Spirit. So before you seek to get out of the situation, seek to get in to the Spirit. And I can tell you, that's going to be tremendously fruitful for your life, and it's going to be helpful. You know, as a, as a minister, people come up all the time, they ask, they ask me for counsel, and that's great. It's my job to do that, and it's to counsel people, give them wisdom. But oftentimes I begin with, what, what do you believe the Holy Spirit has said to you about this precise, this precise thing. What's he saying to you? And you know, I believe it doesn't, it doesn't take long to figure that out. I mean, it doesn't take years, it doesn't take months, it doesn't take weeks, it doesn't take it, 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 it can take a matter of days, maybe, or you just it takes enough time for you to get quiet and before the Lord. Shut your phone off, uh, shut off distraction. I saw a really funny meme this week. It showed a it, it said, Lord, help me to have a better prayer life. And it says, anything you say, son, and it showed on the bottom of it, a broke, smashed cell phone screen. <laughs> like, <laughs> God broke his phone. That was the way that he was, his prayer life was going to be better. And I think that goes to say that technology oftentimes pulls us away from God and pulls us out of the Spirit. And nothing pulls you out of the Spirit faster than social media. Let me tell you that right now. Nothing is going to distract you and take you out of the Spirit faster than social media. You can't be in the Spirit and, well, I'll be careful what I say, but I can say that sitting on Instagram and, and, and Facebook all day and scrolling and getting into arguments and fights and making sure that you've seen every meme that's gone around that day is not going to be the way that you stay in the Spirit. The way that you get in the Spirit is you make sure that you're in prayer in the morning, prayer in the evening, prayer at night, praying, 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 spending time with the Lord and walking in the Spirit. When you do that, you're going to have a transcendent view of your circumstance. And you know something? That's how you're able to rejoice despite the circumstance as you see it the way that God sees it. I want to see my circumstance the way God sees it, so I have to have a transcendent view of it. I have to be connected to the Spirit. I have to be hooked up to the prophetic. And the way I do that is with a relationship with God, not focusing on my circumstance. And that's what the contrasting Greek construction, or I should say the parallel Greek construction, agonomenein ein te nefsute kalomenon petmu, agonomenein ein pneumati sein. As I was in the Patmos, I was in the Spirit. So it's a challenge to us as believers to be in the Spirit, even though we're walking through or living on Patmos. And you can do it today. You know why? Because you have the ever-present nearness of our Lord Jesus Christ through His Holy Spirit with you right now. And I encourage you today, get in the Spirit no matter where you're at. Amen? Thank you for listening to this podcast. Make sure you give it a five-star review. Share it with someone. Say, hey, Greek for the week. It's not flashy, but we learn a lot. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you.
Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support us further, you may visit us on the web at lightoftoday.org. God bless and good studying.